Bananas keep running, running, and 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 running, Welcome, everybody. This is the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode number 23. Thanks for joining us as we attempt to meet your comic book needs tonight. Get some different voices to hear as I am Brandon, and with me tonight is... A.A. Uh, Wrong. Our, our normal news guy filling in for Jim and Eric, who ditched us. Uh, so yeah, Jim and Eric took the night off, and we're going to do our best to fill the void, which is appropriate tonight, since we'll be talking about that later. Uh, anyway, if you like this, there's plenty of other things to also keep you guys occupied throughout the week. So be sure to check out uh, the website. It's weirdsciencedccomics.com. You got the fresh reviews that drop at midnight every Wednesday. We get the Marvel stuff out on Monday. Um, so we got that going on over there. Plenty of other reviews throughout the week. A bunch of throwback stuff and indie stuff uh, filled in on the other days there. Um you got the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, kind of the father podcast of everything. And those guys talk about every DC book. That comes out, Jim and Eric, meaning those guys, uh, come out every week. And then we got the Patreon page, Weird Science DC Comics Patreon page, where you guys can donate. You can get access to a whole bunch of other shows. Uh, too many to list. But, um, you know, you, one of my highlights that I like is this Jim and Eric. Or Jim and his wife actually arguing things out. Jim and Eric argue on the six-hour podcast. But this is a one-hour monthly thing, I dig. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff you can get access to over there. Uh, but obviously, a whole bunch of nonsense going on. But we're going to talk three books tonight. We're going to talk Amazing Spider-Man, Extermination, and Sentry in that order. So make sure you have read up and you are caught up on these titles because we're about to spoil the heck out of them for you guys. Um, and tell you everything that went on, tell you our thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like. And we're going to start that all off with Amazing Spider-Man number six. It's written by Nick Spencer. Uh, backup art team of Roberto Ramos, Victor Albanza, Edgar uh, Delgado. I can never say that name. I'm horrible. He sees <laughs> Joe Carmanga. Yeah, Edgar always trips me up. You put an E and a G. <laughs> in there all, all mixed together and you, you got me lost but um i just wanted to let you know that i got the void joke on the second recording you got what i got the void joke at the second recording i, I, okay. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get it first time. Time. <laughs> hopefully everyone listens twice and they get it on, they get it on <laughs> the second time too but anyway we're, we're gonna get into the blurb here tell you about what happened in the issue and then you know our thoughts about pretty much the whole thing here uh, and an action-packed, well, not really action-packed, but a, a lot of events that go down in issue six here. Uh, so with the first arc of Nick Spencer finally behind us, we dive deep into the relationship. Uh, this issue of Boomerang and Peter a bit more, and believe it or not, I actually did not hate it. So let's chat a little bum, bit bum, about bum. <laughs> big, big news. <laughs> big news, people. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number six. Uh, so yeah, the, I like this issue, actually, a, a lot more. Uh, than what we've been getting previously. Uh, so maybe I look a little bit more forward to this book going forward, finally, uh, th than I have been lately, because I keep buying it. Um, even though I, I say I will not every week, it's kind of like a pack of cigarettes when I walk in uh, to that store and I get that smell in my nose. I got to buy Amazing Spider-Man. But uh, 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we start things off here with a character we haven't seen pretty much since the free comic book day issue, Vulture. He's hunting down an old associate. He's trying to pretty much get the hell out of town. And uh, he, he tracks him down pretty quickly. And then we get an interesting exchange of events where um, Black Ant and Taskmaster, another name I have a lot of trouble saying. I nailed it that time, though, so pat myself on the back there. Um, they come popping out of a barbecue sauce stain on this dude's shirt uh, to punch Vulture in the jaw and, and pretty much watch this dude go splat on the ground. <laughs> I had to I had to read it twice to, to realize this dude really just died here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't get that the first time reading through it. But yep, the Black he, Ant is the only one that pops out of the stain, though. The oh, that, okay. Taskmaster that's right. he comes zip, comes zip lining in. Yeah. But yeah. It, 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 took, it took me a second too. I was like, he's looking down over the edge of that building. Yeah, that guy's dead. He's yeah. going to sustain himself, he says. <laughs> yeah, they even comment on it, actually, ironically. Uh, <laughs> kind of laughing it off, but they're, they're taking Vulture with them now. The, these two kind of villains we've seen hanging out together throughout a couple issues of this run. I think now this is the third time they've they've popped up. And then we go off to Peter and Mary Jane uh, doing the dirty, or trying to anyway. Uh, you know how that works when you got roommates in the house? Not well. And <laughs> Boomerang is kind of creeping there uh, like a creep in the doorway, staring at what's going on. Um, you know. Almost being, throwing being, a how you doing. Yeah, yeah. Giving Mary Jane the eye, being a big C blocker. Uh <laughs> But um, then we get some flashback moments throughout the issue, uh, again, to the new comic book day issue. Um, so if you didn't read that, you can actually download it free on the uh, Comixology app or the peek it on the, the Marvel Unlimited app. It'll be there at this point, I think. Yeah, it um, should be. But yeah, yeah. so they're just showing you basically what, what the events um, occur that occurred in that issue with, with Peter and, well, not Peter, but Spider-Man and Kingpin kind of having an uh, interaction and Boomerang being involved in, in all of it, and he got away with something Kingpin basically wants. Um, you know, everyone's tr- trying to kind of figure out why Peter hates his roommate. Um, you know, Peter can't obviously spill the beans. Mary Jane knows. Um, I, she Does she know that it's Boomerang? He doesn't tell her that much, does he? I, I don't think he's told her she's he's Boomerang at all. That was kind of throwing me off a little bit there, because yeah. I, I, ju- I just guess he hasn't got around to it. But. <laughs> yeah, because she's kind of like, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like such an awful guy like you make him out to be. But, uh, you know, Peter's kind of getting that from all sides. It happens with his other roommate later in the issue. Uh, is is I always forget this dude's name. Is it Robbie? That's his dad, right? Robbie's his dad. Rodney is his name Rodney Robertson? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's another it's, double R. It's, yeah, it's Rodney. Or, okay, yeah. So the, yeah, he gets it again from Rodney later, and then um, we get some more flashbacks, kind of things tying into Secret Empire, which obviously isn't my favorite event. But we find out how Boomerang's kind of been skirting the system and how it ties back all into that, and how he pulled favors for a few specific people when he was um, kind of also you know, playing Hydra at the same time while being a mob boss and, and a taken over Hydra controlled New York. Um, so, you know, a lot, a lot of backstory tied into this issue. So I, I like how we wrapped that up really quick too, though. I mean, it was there interesting tie into what happened, but I suppose Nick Spencer knew exactly what happened since he 
he wrote yeah. that main story. But. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it wasn't a whole heavily featured like boomerang issue or anything. But no. yeah, he, he was he was in a few panels throughout that, and and you did see that. So it's a, a decent tie into Secret Empire. But this all ends up boiling down to Peter and Boomerang's interaction is Boomerang talking Peter into going to like this trivia night uh, at the bad guys bar, the bar with what? No name. Is that this one? Yeah, the bar with no name. And uh, I actually just ran into that place in the uh, Spider-Man video game the other day to take a picture of it. it was so giggle. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, Peter, Peter follows Boomerang to this bar and Boomerang invites him in because he, he ends up tying it all back to um, meeting up with his superior foes buddies. And he's got this plan to take down Spider-Man. He's not going to reveal it just yet because it's poker night and they're, they're here to play poker and not talk plans right now. But you know, everyone kind of laughs at him anyway. But once he finds out Peter used to be the photographer for Spider-Man, he figures he's going to be nice to Peter and get in his good graces because this may benefit his plan in the long run, uh, which is really what this all boils down to in the behind the scenes. Before we get into kind of like the fun, jokey, more part of the issue, uh, the third act where Peter ends up playing trivia at this bar and killing it because it's... uh, spider-man trivia <laughs> and obviously he knows just every question that's answered breaking the high score um but we find out you know because boomerang turned down a offer from kingpin to take back whatever he stole uh, all the way back in that free comic book day issue that now boomerang has a price on his head peter is kind of stuck in this bar with a bunch of villains in boomerang's company so things don't look good for him either but he's all smiles right now after uh killing that ki- trivia contest you know you know how it is your bar tab's probably taking care of you had one too many pops uh, <laughs> you're, you're going home with more money in your pocket than you thought him and boomerang are all smiles but they're getting the evil eye from the who's who of uh kind of comical villains um in the background there um i don't know i i like this issue not a lot of spider-man action for sure um, no, it was it was definitely more of a, a keep it real kind of an issue. Yeah, it was low key kind of a, a chill out after the big bang of the Tri Sentinels arc that just happened. But um, I did enjoy this more. I, I like Herberto Ramos's art. I know some people do not, but I I was a big fan of the run uh, that he was on the book with Slot. I really liked his touch on the book and kind of the faces and. And his unique style, really. Uh, so if you're not down with that, I can I can understand uh, you docking a few points for style in that regard. But, you know, combined with the story, the humor was a little better in this issue. I dug it a little more. I, I don't think I'm necessarily getting Nick Spencer's humor. Uh, like, some people uh, enjoy it. I don't enjoy it, really. But this it just felt better in this issue, maybe because of the situations they were in and everything that... That was taking place. So I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. I, I enjoyed it enough that you know I would recommend this issue to to longtime fans of Spider-Man because there's a lot of little hidden callbacks and Easter eggs and and things that have happened in the run uh, throughout Dan Run and through all you know all the way dating back to, for a while now. Um, but what you what would you give it? Oh geez, I would I would probably actually go a little bit higher. I'd probably go an eight on this myself. Um, I'm. I don't really have very many issues with Roberto Ramos's art, except sometimes uh, I, I'm just going back and reading Spider Island right now. Some sometimes he draws the women a little too skinny in the midsection, yeah. just kind of oh, yeah, looks, they gotta kinda looks really weird. Yeah, 
and throws me off. Like, like it, it is almost like uh, they did that uh, adjusting to the yeah. models and the body hugger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it, it's more of a, a cartoony, uh, like a live action cartoon kind of deal that's going on with his yeah. art that I've always quite enjoyed. Reminds and, me of Liquid Television, something you'd see on Liquid Television, yeah, almost MTV yeah, style. Exactly. And uh, the story, I thought it was pretty pretty well done. I mean, yeah. the cold open with uh, the vulture. Vulture's always, you know, cool from childhood days, basically. You know, I, I liked how he had a helmet on. He's got to be away. 120 by yeah. now. I, I've been reading Spider-Man for like 25 years. He was old back then. So. Exactly. Uh, I'm guessing he's got the helmet on to help with his, you know, skin not falling off his bones <laughs> or something now. Yeah. But uh, that pool thing going on. It, it was you got like basically three story snippets going on because it, it was like in the apartment and then Vulture and then uh, the poker game that was yeah, going on with his buddies. Pose, yeah, it, it was a lot going on and a, a quite enjoyable issue. Yeah, I and liked it too. The the it, first one really that, in the run I've liked since issue one. I would definitely say. the best of spencer's run so far um i think i liked issue four most before this Mm -hmm. five was a little yeah you know i didn't like like four either though conveniently fourth the humor definitely has not quite translated yet i think he's still trying to get his comedic timing down or something because i mean i I've yeah, smirked. The, the I've, jokes are long. I've, they're I've, they're I've long jokes. a little bit, yeah. And, but no, I haven't had the laugh out loud, like, zinger that I come to somewhat expect from a Spider-Man. Yeah, but yeah. It was definitely, uh, it's going in the right direction, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking more forward to the next issue. Yeah, me too. Um, so I'm going to stay, keep buying this book. I gave it a seven. You're giving it an eight, right? Yep, it's an eight for me. So about, you know, a seven, five average. I think Jim and Eric would be a little lower than us because they're very new to the Spider-Man book. So a lot of the, you know, callbacks and, and stuff like that, with the exception of the new comic book day stuff, would, would probably go over their head. But you can ask, you guys can ask them. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty new to it, too. Myself. Yeah, they, they would happily let you know what they thought. But, yeah, so you're new to it and you dug it. So, yeah, there's that. A uh, new and an old point of view there, but we're going to move on to the X-Men portion of the night. Uh, extermination number three, um, you know, hand up. This is really the only X-Men book I'm uh, I'm reading besides Old Man Logan uh, and Return of Wolverine. I've, I've now gotten sucked into Hot Claws Adventures, but, um, you know, I've, I've actually enjoyed this a lot. So uh, we got writer Ed Brisson. Uh, artist Pepe Larez, Marte Gracia, and VCs Joe Sabino on letters. Uh, so issue three of this series continues as we see the young X-Men, uh, one by one, continue get, to get picked off. Unfortunately, a majority of the focus of this issue is on the least inter- interesting aspect of this miniseries so far, which is Ahab. Uh, but let's chat Ahab anyway this week uh, and talk about extermination number three. Um, so yeah. Uh, I have liked the first two issues of the series a lot, although uh, I'm not an Ahab fan per se. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe some people out there are. I've never really heard anyone, um, you know, confess their their love for Ahab. But uh, he's kind of barely know anything about him myself. Yeah, he's kind of front and center in this. He's a big time '90s character. 
Uh, a lot to do with Rachel Summers and, and you know, that whole era of X-Men. But, yeah. um, you know, we start things off here with Ahab and, and, you know, resuming from the cliffhanger last issue where he, he took control of Old Man Logan. And, and at least the one thing I do like is they go into, you know, enough detail without being too wordy um, about how he's able to do this just quickly now to these mutants instead of, you know, mind control and nonsense occurring over 20 years. He, he's able to yeah. kind of take control instantly. And the first one he got a hold of was Old Man Logan. So he sicks his uh, hounds, as he calls them. So Old Man Logan, in this case, on uh, Young Beast. He also wants these young X-Men out of the picture. Rachel Summers is there screaming on the floor. She's got her hound marks back. Um, so, so really, this is where that issue picks up from. And then we see Scott uh, looking on from a uh, security cam, I guess, installed at the X Mansion. You know, just these magical comic book cameras floating around everywhere. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're at this underwater base. I, I think this is the X Men Red Base, if I'm not mistaken. I, I gave up on that book a while back. But um, uh, Jean Grey's just like, no, man, you're you're not going anywhere. You're staying here with us. That's exactly what they want. All you guys in one space. So uh, you know, if Beast uh, is is gonna bite the dust beast is gonna bite the dust that's just what happens um <laughs> she's kind of she's kind of cold here i don't i don't think it comes off very gene gray like but uh you know uh, whatever um we we move on to young gene gray and, and the crew she's hanging with which is basically uh an x-force crew and, and they're you know making it very clear to her gene gray i don't know why you're with us because if we get a hold of what we want to get a hold of which is Baby Cable, I like to call him. Um, <laughs> the, the, we're going to cut his throat. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we know you're not really down with that. So uh, why are you here? Kind of, you know, they're going through that whole back and forth. Um, as we venture back to the X-Mansion and, and Young Beast is told to, you know, get, get out of Dodge. As Old Beast steps up to the plate to take on Old Man Logan in a pretty cool fight that lingers back and forth. Uh, for a little bit, I, I like to see this fight, and then it, Beast gets worked over by yeah. Man Logan. By the end of this issue, I'm I'm I don't know if Harry Beast is alive anymore. I, I'm I definitely really up putting in the air. out blood. Yeah, it's yeah, kind he's, of up in the air. I wouldn't too. I wouldn't be too you know upset because I still haven't <laughs> liked his design since. Uh, listen, for a while. If, if Beast, <laughs> is, he has never been my favorite character, dating all the way back to the cartoon. I was just like. I was never a beast fan in any way, shape or form. So yeah, if this is how he, he meets his demise, even though it, you know, no X-Men stays down for too long. And this is a whole timey wimey story we got going on here. Um, I, I wouldn't be sad. Let's just say that, you know, I am not upset. Like I am about Wally West. We'll, we'll say that, but, uh, <laughs> spoilers. <A> yeah, <laughs> spoilers. I, I, I put the spoiler tag out there before we started. Um, yeah, we find out really Ahab, uh, these two kind of gray-skinned kids um, that were picked up back in issue one by the X-Men were, were plants by Ahab all along, and they're the ones that plant these seeds in your mind that Ahab then can kind of, you know, sprout and take control of you instantly. Um, and he takes control of a second X-Men here, and that is Nightcrawler, who bamfs into the um, X-Men red base and basically take Cyclops just out to the bottom of the ocean to... I think he was already in the X-Men Ren base, and then he just bamps to grab Cyclops. Okay, I mean, see, I, I thought he was, he was... He was a little yeah. confusing at this point, because he, he must have planted 
seeds in their minds months prior. Yeah. Or when he came in contact with them the first time, did he was Nightcrawler on the scene? I don't remember really. I don't remember. I know he was in contact with Cyclops, but um, I I don't know. Nightcrawler is basically here, and he's going after Cyclops, regardless of how he got here. Brings Nightcrawler, or uh, Nightcrawler brings Cyclops to the bottom of the ocean. They're somehow able to get him back inside. That's the other part. I think Jean Grey puts a, a force bubble around, around him. him. Yeah, kind yeah, of puts a bubble around him and just yeah. kind of, you know, moves him they inside, in I guess. Inside. Yeah. yeah. It's the only thing I could think of because there was a slight uh, uh, pink projection around him. Yeah, he's right also underwater, right so he's kind of miscolored, yeah, a little bit. But, um, yeah, so then we venture to the x-force team and we got shatterstar who's same thing he's mind controlled yeah so nightcrawler must have been there because shatterstar was there yeah um in this plane and he you know jabs the controls and everyone thinks they're going down momentarily while while they battle shadow shatterstar and get him off the plane so they can you know not die uh so we're, we're dealing with scott by the end of this 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 story just flashes back and forth between three different scenes throughout the entire run it it basically all boils down to um, the X Mansion being the impo- most important of it all, because Young Beast uh, in all this chaos ends up getting kidnapped by Young Cable, who is still hanging around somewhere, and also finds out Ahab uh, is here, while Ahab finds out he is here. So everyone's aware of everyone else's presence. They are not connected though, so they're both they're both kind of interested in what the other's doing, but not teamed up which you know you kind you kind of might have thought over the first couple issues they make it very clear in this issue that's not the case yeah then yeah like we mentioned earlier poor beast is is bleeding out against the walls the x mansion is is falling into just pieces and shards for the 115th time since it was moved into central park uh (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad location what can i say yeah, and then and then we flashed a young cable. He is just who we're not getting enough of in this series, if you ask me. And he's trying to get these wings off of young Angel still, uh, or attaching feather wings onto him. I'm not. I, I believe. Not quite I sure. believe is since he says Kelvin Rankin is yeah. awake. I believe that is uh, what was it? Mimic. Mimic. Yeah. He, he's pulling Mimic's wings off, and he's going to put them on Angel. Possibly. That's the only thing I can back. really think of. Yeah, because Angel's got those monstrosity fire wings right now. Yeah, I think that the young Cable thing, you're not getting that by design, especially since they're having a, a young Cable X-Force book that's going to be you know, coming up. Yeah, they, they already spun that out. Well, at least we yeah, know he's sticking it. around and not dead. Uh, hopefully he decides to send the young five back anyway. But yeah, we, we start to end the issue with with Cable at his base trying to you know pinpoint exactly where Ahab is because he's in some massive, you know, sailor ship floating <laughs> above the city of New York. 50,000 feet above New York. <laughs> it's like a 1940s wooden ship. It's, a, <laughs> it's an old wooden ship we'll call diversity here. Yeah. It's like a combination of uh, a ship, a submarine floating in the sky, yeah. like uh, a, a metal ship modeled after a 1940s <laughs> rowboat that they, they Christopher Columbus used. It's pretty cool looking though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And uh, so Cable pinpoints it, but not not in, really in time because X-Force is, is knocking his door down. we got Warpath, Domino, uh, and the crew coming for his head because he has systematically taken three of the, the young guns 
Uh, so I guess we're going to finally find out what his plan is next issue. He's going to weasel his way out of getting his throat slit. Because him and Jean Grey look like they're teamed up on the cover next issue. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is another issue that I enjoyed, but I would say not as much as the previous two. I thought the pacing was a little jagged. It was, it was kind of back and forth a lot. You, you, you lose track of what's going on because of the fast pace um, over the different locations a little bit. Other than that, I, I still enjoy the developments. I wish it was a little less Ahab heavy and a little mm-hmm. more young cable heavy, which are kind of my main complaints uh, about it so far, at least this issue. Uh, but I did, I do love Pepe Larez's art. Uh, Trevitt's always singing his praises. Um, and I can see why. Well deserved. Yes, yeah. very well deserved. Unfortunately, the series is now going through some de- serious delays. Um, for something that started bi-weekly, that's very, very strange. Yeah. But, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens uh, because they got a big uncanny event coming up as well, and I can't imagine they're going to delay that very long. So um, Yeah, I, I think they're just revamping the whole line, and that's that's why they're trying to get things to light up correctly. Yeah, yeah maybe that's it. But I'm going to go 6.5. Um Overall, I did. I gave the previous two issues much higher scores, but this one, uh, I enjoyed it still, but but not as much as as what came before it. And again, for the reasons like I said, Ahab and and just too much mm-hmm. of him, and and not enough Young Cable. And I'm interested to see, uh, a, hopefully, a heavy Young Cable issue coming up next. Uh, but what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna be be a little higher again because uh, I've actually, like you, have stopped reading most of the X titles just because yeah. i feel the whole line revamp coming and yeah, generally yeah. they just kind of string the stories out and just you get really yeah. little get to a bunch nothing. of crappy issues basically. yeah red i'm still tangentially keeping up with you know here or there it's not on the top of my pile because I, I i felt like taylor was going to be having a, a a more of a in-depth story but i don't think he's going to get it be able to have time to do that yeah yeah he's gonna but, start uh, rushing it to a close probably so extermination is pretty much my main x book that i've am getting right now and that's i i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go like seven five just because the art is so stellar the the it was a very fast-paced issue that's for sure because yeah. of how much uh bickering and fighting between the teams is going on but by the end when when gene gray and the x-force busted through i was i was pretty excited actually and uh the the writing is definitely i i think uh what was it brisson that's brisson yeah brisson i i definitely think they're uh keeping more of a tighter rein on his writing right now yeah. Because he's, my, he's probably my favorite X writer at the moment that's doing any X book uh, out of the stuff I read. Mine's Kelly Thompson. She's really killing it on most of her X titles that she's been doing. Um, Jean X, what is it? Mr. and Mrs. X, that's fucking dope. Oh. you're good (laughs) that was gonna happen that's killer (laughs) but uh extermination i'm i'm really digging this story so far and uh it's definitely a a line-wide shake-up i believe that's happening here and it's well deserved and well needed so seven five i'm keeping my hopes high yeah you could i mean you could talk me into a seven i'm I'm gonna stay six five just because i i think i gave one of the previous issues seven seven ish or seven five score and i didn't think this one was quite up to that quality 
We're going to go to the final book of the night, uh, and that is Century. Uh, so Century number four, uh, we got written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, artist is Kim Jasantio, Joshua Casara. Color artist, Rain Barreto, and letterer is VC's Travis Landham. Uh, nobody's quite sure the fate of the Century title going forward after this five-issue story by Jeff Lemire is over. But that hasn't stopped this book from being a highlight of the fresh start lineup so far. So let's talk a little century and hope maybe Jeff Lemire changes his mind. Uh, so <laughs> this, um, you know, I've literally never read a century book until this uh, quote unquote miniseries, I guess it is at this point, came along. Um, and, then, you know, not that I'm going to go back and read anything century that ever existed, but I'm definitely glad I read this is, is what I'm getting at. And then issue four is some. Some more good quality storytelling as we start off with Cranium and, and Bob, who are uh, in the, I don't know, Bob's mind world, I guess, the Sentryverse, uh, me and Jim have been calling it. Um, you know, just basically realizing this is not how things should be. So Cranio uh, is also uh, getting throat choked out by Sentry's uh, uh, former sidekick, Bill, who has... Yeah, Billy has the powers here uh, as well, and he's not too happy about the turn of events that have just taken place. With Sentry now in the real world, Bob now in the Sentryverse, um, you know, he's going to have to do something about this because things have not worked out the way he wanted. Uh, we, we got Tony and Sentry having a quick exchange where Tony's still trying to talk him down, uh, and Sentry's just having none of it. He's not going to be locked up any longer. And then this all boils down to him just, you know, saying to Tony, screw off, I'm blasting out of here, and I'm, I'm going to deal with what I have to. Uh, Tony armors up, takes off after him, uh, get, gets, you know, some form of Hulk buster on. They really bust this out any any opportunity they get the chance to since it was in the Avengers movie yeah. uh, or is in the movies. But, yeah, it, it's something you would need versus Sentry-type character anyway. Got to keep that toy prevalent. I know <laughs> that Mattel money rolling in, but um, so Tony ends up catching up with him, uh, and and pretty much in his attempts to control Sentry, uh, gets destroyed. Um, doesn't take very long at all, and Sentry is off and about um, to confront Bob, uh, who has really just screwed things up uh, because he's been. You know, wanting to use his powers, wanting to basically be the next century at this point because he feels just Bob is not worthy, um, you know, worthy of, of the power. Uh, and Billy essentially is. Uh, he's also mad because he feels like Bob is was keeping all that from him, you know, because Bob had the whole century verse and he wasn't allowed in. And, and Bob wasn't at least enjoying that. And then Billy had nothing to look back on. Um, he's, he tells Cranium to, to go back inside and, and kill Bob. So, so Cranium starts trying to do, it doesn't work out too well for him, uh, inside there. And what ends up happening is, uh, <laughs> really, uh, what Bob shouldn't do or not Bob. Yeah. Bob, right? Yeah. Bob. Yeah. It's Bob. Uh, he Bob ends up Billy giving into the century. Yeah, Bob and Billy. I mean, it's just so <laughs> two generic B names. Uh, I, I can't keep straight. But um, he ends up going to the void. So the thing that always comes out if Sentry's around too long and, you know, it is kind of like an evil entity of the Senate, Sentry. Uh, and, and he gives into it to to all be one finally and fight back. 
against Billy, who's kind of really getting the upper hand on him in, in the real world because Sentry's not whole. You know, he, he's split in three, basically, at this point. He's Sentry, Bob, and the Void. Uh, and Bob uniting with the Void turns them all back into one entity in a, in a pretty cool splash page um, that also makes him undergo a costume change. Kind of gives him a red and gray motif, motif, a little Magneto-ish, if you ask me. But uh, he looks Yeah, sweet. I could see that totally, Magneto-ish. Yeah. It, w- it was a great issue. It just moved really fast. I mean, I read this in, in like, I don't know, eight minutes. And um, it was a long fight between Bob and Sentry for the most part. Um, Bob and Billy, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> trying to be the new Sentry. Um, so yeah, but I, I, I still would highly recommend this series. Uh, if it's something you haven't checked out yet, I'm sure the four issues aren't flying off comic shelf stores. Could probably scoop them all up. Uh, but, but it's definitely worth taking a peek at. Uh, it's a good superhero, just, you know, good versus evil type, you know, former friend story type thing going on here. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I've really enjoyed this all the way through. I knew nothing about Sentry coming into this, and I've had a blast so far. Um, I know um, I'm forgetting his name. Talked Simon on uh, Slack. He he definitely digs it, and I think he's a he's a big Sentry fan. So there's a, a Sentry fan point of view on the story. But uh, what what do you think? Are you in the nine territory like I am, or? Oh, definitely, yes. Um, this is some of my favorite art that's going on right now. Yeah, I like it too a lot. It, it's definitely uh, got a very nice comic book feel to it. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, it's gritty. It's not hyper-realized. Um, it, it, it's got that superhero bombastic kind of thing going yeah, to it. Tony I, I like, looks kind of extra he, douchey. Yeah, I liked I liked even the Iron Man armor the way yeah, he was drawing it because he, he even did it more uh, clean metallic kind of yeah. look to it. Um, the story is moving moving along at breakneck pace. Uh, I, I really get to feel that uh, Lemire is just in for the five issues and yeah. just uh, doing a revamp and then handing it off. Uh, I don't even know if they're gonna continue the series on or they just have a plan for century down yeah, the line I don't, I don't somewhere. Think solicited for six I yeah think I, they, I don't think so it was i don't think it was either i really think they're just trying to do a little revamp for use of him on a story yeah. somewhere else uh which is cool with me i mean century is a very niche character uh he, he's he's had you know like what is it three different trades yeah never really a sustaining run no. Uh, I've I've even started reading the first trade of it, and it's it's definitely uh, a very artistic vision of a character, shall I say? I mean, <laughs> Yanni is basically the first part. I haven't really got into it yet, but uh, it still it has the beautiful artwork kind of deal going with it too, though. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not my bag. I just need to have the right day for me to sit down and do that. Because it, it's right. definitely a, a more of a cerebral character, it seems like. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely you. getting a kind of a, a little bit of an uh, uh, Alan Moore. What was it, Mister Miracle? I think he did. Yep. Where it was like from uh-huh. Eclipse, Eclipse Comics, where yep. uh, the the partner take tries to take over the world, kind of deal with Billy here. Uh, I've but, never read any of any of that comic, but yeah, I can. 
I, I, I know I know the story of it. Yeah, I've read up to I I own like the first five issues and then a couple after that. I, I'm missing like the big, you know, you gotta spend a hundred dollars to get issue that yeah. <laughs> has like the yeah. birth in it. I always have a hard problem, uh hard time with that. Wasn't that the story they were reprinting for a, a period of time and then they just stopped? Yes, they were reprinting and then Neil Gaiman was doing uh I think uh Chris and Reggie did a uh podcast about it though too but uh they're repainting it and then they had neil gaiman doing some extra stories but then it just kind of disappeared and petered out pretty much but yeah i'm definitely in nine category almost on every issue of this book yeah me too uh three was a little down but other than that yeah other than that the rest of the issues uh overall have just been and made it a great series. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys tonight. Uh, if I if I had any other recommendations for you, I actually wouldn't say run out and buy Punisher, but I didn't hate this issue and, you know, call it poo-poo uh, like yeah, I did the, the previous issue. Off. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, this one started off rough as well after I read the first eight pages. Um I, I was like, oh, no, not more of this. And then it really kind of picked up out of nowhere, and I, I was digging it by the end, although I would like to see an art change on it. Um, so that wasn't too bad. I would probably give that like a six. Uh, but Black Panther is not improving. Um, and, I, and I get a sense with the way that story moved this issue. This is this type of like you know series for the Black Panther is feeling more mini-ish. Uh, every issue I read, more like a mini-series that's ending in six. I don't know. It's just a hunch I have, but uh, th- it was not a good issue. I don't know if anyone likes the Black Panther story. Hit me up and tell me why, because I, I don't know. I've been know. reading it. I haven't read this most recent <laughs> issue. Uh, I haven't hated it as much as you. Yeah, I just don't. I, I don't I like can't it. Say, I can't say it's really exciting me at all. It's definitely yeah. not in the middle of my stack of comics. It's, at the bottom. it's towards it's towards the top of the bottom because <laughs> <laughs> the art i still dig yeah i'm still curious about the story but now it's almost a, a pissed off hurry up tell me what the story is dang it yeah i know <laughs> i feel deal. like he's trying to do that this issue but he's got a lot of ideas and he's trying to cram it into a limited space at this point because they've told him like yeah yeah, but again, these are all hunches I have, but I don't know. Uh, you start getting these hunches after reading years of comics, and they yeah. start to pay off a little bit. Like yeah, you can get the writing on the wall, and and Marvel's not afraid to yeah. end a series if it's not selling well. Yeah, not at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then the other stuff we were going to talk was Spider Geddon, uh, both edge of the last issue of that, which was okay, not great. I wouldn't tell you to buy that one. It was probably like. A six, maybe I would say, and then Spider Geddon Zero, the one with the video game Spider Man in it. Uh, which you know, spoilers if you haven't finished the video game yet, don't read that book because <laughs> I know a few things now, uh, only about halfway through the game that I haven't come across yet in the game, and I was like, God darn it! <laughs> but it, it was a decent issue overall, and, and I'm gonna, uh, at least by the main books in that event and not mess with the side books i learned my lesson from the last spider verse um the side books books were a lot of nonsense and it's that entire event so and then there's a ton of them coming so good luck you know picking the good ones out you're gonna have to buy them all and sort through the nonsense 
Have you uh, been reading the Jessica Jones series? That's uh, no, I haven't really do- dove into any of those uh, Marvel Digital First series and comics. The, the first one was really excellent, actually, and I'm looking forward to reading the second one. Yeah, um, what do they come out every other month or something? Something like that. It's because yeah, they're it's, all, it's like, kind of a weird thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely oversized for sure. Out. I know they're doing a few of those. Um, uh, it, it looks like I I kind of heard that it might. Uh, their baby might be turning purple. Oh, the that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be the purple man's child, I guess. I don't oh, know. No. That would be a dark turn for <laughs> yeah. the, the entire line of uh, Jessica Jones. Exactly. I, I they, no, they I'm kind of interested in it. Go and read that. I might have to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but next week, we will be back. Uh, we'll be talking. Let's see, Cosmic Ghost Rider. We'll get that in there. I'm not sure. Deadpool's on the vote list. We're gonna throw out a tweet. I haven't read a single one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, a few books that are gonna get put on the vote list and, and mm-hmm. leave it up to the fans, basically, and, and tell us which ones uh, you want to keep uh, of the three listed. Which one would you want to stick around? Uh, some of them are gonna be on this this quote unquote list here soon. Uh, so Deadpool's up in the air, but Death of Inhumans 4 we'll talk. We'll talk Doctor Strange 6 and Shatterstar number 1. Uh, and then I'll, I'll see if maybe we can get a, a little what-if action in there, because I know some new what-if books are coming out. Well, that drops this um, week, huh? Yeah, next week. Um, one of them, at least, Spider-Man. Uh, and I think the X-Men one by Brian Hill. So hmm. um, we'll, we'll see what that's all about. But that's what you got coming up the pike next week. Me and Aaron are going to sign off here for you guys. I don't got any of Eric's cool catchphrases uh, or anything like that. But what I will tell you to do is, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's that's our sign off, Uh, is go to weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out the reviews, all the articles on the website. Uh, Go to the podcast, Weird Science DC Comics. Uh, Check out what those guys got to say, Jim and Eric, about DC Comics Weekly. And then go to the Patreon page, donate a little cash to those guys, get access to a whole bunch of other shows. Uh, no matter how much you donate, it is definitely worth it. And, uh, you know, you got to kill a few hours at work and be entertained doing it. There are worse ways to spend some dough um, that, than that way. I'll tell you that it keeps me busy at work, even when I'm not busy. So um, we're signing off here. Uh, Aaron, Aaron may be back next week with me. If Jim doesn't get things sorted out, but uh, regardless, we'll have more Marvel for you next week. Peace out, guys. Later.